You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, thank you for joining us online today. You know, we are thankful that you have chosen to spend a part of your day with us. I'm David Salyer, one of the staff pastors here at Bridges Nashville. Now, let me give you an update on Pastor Curtis and his adventures for this monthly sabbatical. He and his family are doing great, and they have enjoyed this break from the hustle and the bustle of ministry and all the stresses that come with it. The good news is this is his last week off, and he will be speaking next Sunday at the Listering Room for our first Sunday gathering. What? You do not want to miss it because it will be epic. How do I know that? Well, I know from personal ministry experience the impact that a month-long sabbatical has on a pastor's life and his passion. So all I can say to you is this, get ready. All right, enough of that. Let's dive into today's message as part of this One Another series. You know, I've loved this series incredibly. I mean, it's, it's been so good because it gets to the heart of what church and community are all about. It is you and I living this gospel message out to its fullest. It's you and I fulfilling Jesus' desire for the church to be an example of heaven on earth. Now watch this video clip. Do you sometimes feel like that? (laughs) All I need is courage. You know, if I could just have something inside of me that helps propel me into that greatness, even when I faced obstacles or situations that are in the way. I know there have been times in my life I feel like I could take on the world. Come on, you know what I mean? But then there have been times where I just needed someone to come alongside and give me that extra something, that that push, that oomph, if you will. Look what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. He said, finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, there's a lot to unpack in these two short verses, especially that last statement, greet one another with a holy kiss. But we'll leave that one for another day. (laughs) But Paul says this, he says, rejoice. Now, I can't stress to you how much living this life in joy will change so much for you and those around you. Then he says to strive for full restoration. Look, God is a redemptive God. And restoration is what he does. Then then he goes on to say this, encourage one another. You see, this is where we want to land today for our one another statement. Joyce Meyer, who I respect respect greatly, she is an author, a teacher, a speaker, 
who has preached all over the world. She said this, we can improve our relationships with others by leaps and bounds if we became encouragers instead of critics. Wow, what a powerful statement she said there. We can improve our relationships with others by leaps and bounds if we become encouragers instead of critics. So what is Weber's, uh, Webster's state that it means to encourage? Well, first of all, in, to encourage is a verb. In other words, it, it's action. It's something that we do. But this is what Webster says, to inspire with courage, spirit, or hope, to attempt to persuade, or to spur on. You see, we see encourage one another statement multiple times throughout Scripture. We see it in the New Testament. You know what that means? Whenever we see something multiple times in Scripture, it's important to God. And if it's important to God, then it should be important to us. And so here are several things that we see about encouragement in the Scripture. You might want to write these down. Number one is this. Encouragement is in the DNA of God. Encouragement is in the DNA of God. You see, it's who God is. It's not just something he does. It's in his character. Well, how do we know this? Well, for, for one, we see it from the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. Look what it says. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. But it's not just there. You see, as the Israelites were about to cross into the promised land, God said this to Moses, and he wanted Moses to share this with the entire nation. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And then as the leadership was turned over to Joshua, God spoke these words to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. There's that word again. They're them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He also said the same thing to Joshua in verses 7, 9, and 18 of chapter 1. A little later in Scripture, God told the nation of Israel to be strong and courageous. In 1 Chronicles 1, 28, 20, and 2 Chronicles 25, 8, and 32, 7. But it didn't stop there. We get to Jesus. Jesus said this in John chapter 16, verse 33. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. 
And so as we go through Scripture, we see that time and time again, God is an encouraging God. He is a God of encouragement. He is encouraging us to go forward, to go to go, uh, go on, to not be uh, afraid. He's telling his people, I got you. I got this. But when we go back to Genesis, you see that it says that you and I are made in God's image, which means we also have some of his DNA. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, some of us just have the encouragement gene, gene really strong. You've seen this at work and someone you've been around. You, they just ooze encouragement. They walk around and everyone they meet knows it. You want to be around someone like that. You know, <laughs> a little bit of honesty here. Man, I wish I had the encouragement gene like some do. I, I wish it were in my nature to be naturally encouraging. My wife, Michelle, she's one of those people. It, it's in her DNA. You know, through the years, people who were in our church, people who are outside our church, always said that Michelle was so encouraging. It is second nature for her to listen to you, hear your heart, hear your dream, and then say a word of encouragement. You know, many times she would put her own things on hold to help someone achieve their thing. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when I was called into ministry, she was like, what can I do to help you get there? I mean, she would have taken the exams for me if she thought that would got me into ministry any quicker. But you know what she did? She quit a great job. And look, they tried to coax her into staying for another six months with a really nice bonus. But then she packed up our house and our kids, left friends and family so that we could move to another state. And that's only one of many examples I could share with you that I have personally seen through the years. So it's in your DNA. Here's the second thing that we see in Scripture. Encouragement is a spiritual gift. Encouragement is a spiritual gift. Paul wrote in Romans 12, 6 and 8, so we have different gifts according to the grace God give, given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. So here's the thing. A blonde person who wants to have red hair doesn't have it in their DNA to have red hair. But you know what they do? They go out and they get hair dye, and they become a red head, even though they're blonde. So maybe encouragement does not naturally ooze from you, but it can be a spiritual gift for you. Maybe it's not in your DNA, but maybe you can go get the hair dye, right? So it's, here's the great thing about spiritual gifts, is that you can ask God for them. God wants you to be used and has no problem giving you what you need to be effective. So he wants you to ask. So although encouragement is not as natural for me, personally, encouragement as a spiritual gift is where I fail. You see, I had the ability through the years as a pastor to see something in people that they may not have seen themselves or seen in themselves. 
it may have been a spiritual gift or a ministry that God was going to open to them. But I had, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability to share what I was seeing for them in the future. Many times they would come to me later and thank me for inspiring or pushing them to do it. Another way that God used me in the gift of encouragement was as a ministry group presbyter. See, I led a group of about eight to 10 pastors from other churches. And we would meet as a group every month for dinner and a time to get together to share and to love on one another. I was able to walk many of these pastors through hard and difficult times so that they could continue on in the work God had for them. Let me show you one more way that God used the gift of encouragement through me. You see, I was also on something called the church growth and church plant cabinet for the Indiana district of the Assemblies of God. Now, in this position, I had about 10 churches that I oversaw. And these churches would send me monthly reports, and I would also meet with them about once a quarter. And we'd also talk about once a month on the phone. Now, the goal was to help coach them to get them from a district-affiliated church to be a general council church, or one that had their own constitution and bylaws, church board, and they were also financially independent. Now, through the years, I was able to help all 10 of those churches get to general council status. And a big part of that was with the help of the spiritual gift of encouragement. You see, many just needed to see there was a path to something bigger, something better to get there. I hear something that you might find kind of interesting. You know, if you put a buzzer in a pen six or eight feet square and it's entirely open at the top, that bird, in spite of his ability to fly, will be an absolute prisoner. The reason is, is that a buzzard always begins flight from the ground with a run of about 10 or 12 feet. You see, without space to run as his habit, he will not even attempt to fly, but he will remain a prisoner for life in a small jail with no top. The bat, which flies around at night, I mean, they're remarkable. They're nimble creatures in the air. But you know a bat cannot take off from a level place? If it is placed on the floor or a flat ground, all it can do is kind of shuffle about helplessly. And it can't do anything until it reaches a slight elevation from which it can throw itself into the air. And then it will take off. A bumblebee. Well, okay, if you drop a bumblebee into an open tumbler, say, it will be there till it dies, unless you take it out. You see, it never sees the means of escape at the top, but it will persist in trying to find some way out through the sides near the bottom. It will seek a way where none exists 
until it completely destroys itself. You see, in many ways, there are a lot of us like the buzzard, the bat, and the bee. We struggle about with all of our problems and our frustrations, not realizing that the answer is right there. And so what I want to do is encourage you to be that person that moves the fence, lifts one, someone to a higher level, or pulls someone out of that hole. So here's the third thing that we see in Scripture. Encouragement is seen. Encouragement is seen. Now, uh, Acts 4.36, Joseph, a, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. So that's what the Scripture says. So here we literally see the person we know as Barnabas throughout the book of Acts is actually named Joseph. But because he lived a life of encouraging others, the disciples called him son of encouragement. Come on, somebody. I mean, you and I can be such an encourager that people will literally call you that because they see it in you. In other words, you are known as an encourager. So we see this in Scripture. Encouragement is in your DNA. Encouragement is a spiritual gift. And the third thing, as in Barnabas, encouragement is known. So I want to finish today with something practical. So quickly, here are 11 steps to encouraging one another. And I'm going to just kind of roll through these without much explanation um, so we can get through all 11 of them, right? Number one is this, encourage even the smallest effort. You see somebody doing something, encourage them it. Encourage them about it. Number two, don't find fault and applaud the right. Don't be a critic, be an encourager. Number three, look for an outward way to demonstrate encouragement. Look, nobody's a mind reader. You need to let people know. Number four, reject negative responses. In other words, if you're going to be negative, don't do it. Number five, make positive comments. Number six, write encouraging comments. So not only just say it, put it to words, put it on paper. Number seven, tell others positive things about themselves. Number eight, notice when they do something good. Number nine, keep it honest. Tell the truth. Don't try to be flattering. Just tell the truth. Number 10, keep it to yourself if it is mean. And number 11, be a glass half full person, not a glass half empty. You see, we can do this. Encouraging one another is important enough that God placed it in Scripture multiple times to get our attention. It's in you. It's your spiritual gift, and it is known. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.